we're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. My name is Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers. I'm the host, and today I have on the show Thomas Moen. Hey. And Thomas, you're from Norway. Yes. Awesome. Can you give our listeners a little bit of your background? Absolutely. I'm from a small village in Norway with okay. 350 people. Yeah. So how did you get internet out there? <laughs> yes. So uh, I realized uh, when I got internet for the first time, um, I realized that there were more weird people like me. Okay, good. Right? I was always an outsider. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, it was four people in my class: three girls and one guy. Yeah. The whole school was twenty-four people. Oh wow! Uh, so, so for me, that was kind of a shy, introvert guy that was very interested in in you know totally different things than than my my other friends were. Uh, when I saw the internet, that's kind of where everything changed because I found like w more weird people like me. Yeah. Um, and being able to communicate with people all over the world and, and write to them. And I mean, early internet days, people were so friendly and open to, to, to share experiences all over the place because it was so new, right? Yeah. So, so that's where I mainly kind of learned things. Yeah. And then because I was so early... Um, I, I was part of the, the big social media bubble in Norway very early on. So yeah. I was one of the few people who were talking about it before we called it blogging or before we called it mm -hmm. Web.2.0 or social mm -hmm. media. Um, so people started paying attention to me. And mm -hmm. people started giving me money to help them to do things. Yeah. And uh, that's the way I learned. So yeah. being able to, to help businesses try different angles, try different ideas was my way of evolving and understanding how this all works and fits together. Were you serving them as clients then? Um, was it like an agency type of thing or were you consulting or? So I was starting with consulting first okay. uh -huh. and, and just big variety of, of different clients. Yeah. And, and then uh, that turning into an agency and finding more people that could, could help and scale that. But for a very long time, it was just speaking and consulting and just traveling around sharing you know, simple social media tactics yeah. uh, that was groundbreaking back in the days because nobody was really doing it or understanding the impact it, it would have in the world. And now you're kind of a big deal in Norway, right? Yeah, again, Norway is <laughs> 5 million people. So, yeah. it, it, but, but yes, um, I'm lucky to be one of the, the voices out there that people pay attention to. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very blessed that I have an audience now in Norway of, of thousands and thousands of businesses that that listens to me and I, I'll, I'll get the opportunity to, to help them and, and serve them. Where do they primarily follow you? Um, so email. Yeah. I mean, um, so you've got I, a big e email marketing yes. list. Okay. I, I started, uh, you know, building a list 12 years ago. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I did when I built my list was for the first eight, did nine years. Did you spam years. them? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, actually the opposite, which was a problem because oh, okay, I, I yeah. gave free value without giving an option to buy anything for nine years. Yeah. And then suddenly I started talking about online courses and things they can buy. Yeah, and like you sell out. Yes, mm. that, that happened. So that was a very interesting transition. Yeah. So people were kind of offended that you had, you had I finally... You clean out a lot of that old audience. Yes, for uh -huh. sure, for sure. And I mean, you had to rebuild the expectations of the yep. relationship of the, of the email list, which was very interesting. But so, so most my audience, I communicate to through email. 
uh, of course, um, a lot of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Facebook Messenger list is also growing very largely. I use Messenger bots a lot now in my marketing, and also podcasting. And yep. and uh, I try to hit all the different kind of. I, I like to people can can read things on my website. They can watch me on on video on YouTube and Facebook, and they can listen to me with with podcasting. So I try to hit all the different senses in terms of being able to 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 reach people in different ways. Yeah, as many platforms as possible. But what's so great about email um, for those of you that are wondering, like it is the only list that you truly own, right? Yes. Because once you're on somebody else's platform, like Facebook uh, or like Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is, no, doesn't matter how many subscribers you have or followers or whatever, if their algorithm changes, they can limit your ability to communicate with people who have basically agreed yes. to follow you and communicate with you, whereas email, you still, you always own that. That's always For yours. sure. Uh-huh. And I mean, it happens all the time. Uh, Facebook, in the in the beginning, when you had a Facebook page as a business, you reached almost everyone who who, who liked your page. Yeah. But now it's just way below 2%, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so being able to, to own your own email list and own the access to your community, I think is so important. Yeah. And of course, people are always saying that email is dying and nobody's no, reading email, but it's not true. It is not. As long as you have a real relationship with them, yeah, right. every time I send out an email, I get hundreds of replies. Yeah. And that's one of the fun things I think is cool with email is actually interacting with people and having conversations. Yeah. And also that's very good for, for the email providers because they see that I actually talk back and forth with my list. So um, I get more deliverables. People open my emails often. People click more. So I get preferred access into people's inboxes because we actually have interaction back and forth. What would you say for people that are wanting to build um, a valuable email list, a following through email? Yeah. What would you say are the, the top three tips that you would give them to say doing these three things are going to be really yeah. big for you in, in building your email list? I would say, I mean, the, the the first thing you need to think about is that you need to give them some kind of value in exchange for their contact information, yeah. right? So, okay. so what you call... Some an, sort of content. Content of, in some sort uh-huh. that is worth more than them sharing your email address. That's right. So that's, that's very important. Yep. It's got to be worth more than that trade-off of like, oh, do I really want to give it to them? Yep. Yes. Okay. And then you need to set expectations okay. in terms of what they're going to experience after they're opting into your list, right? Yes. So both in terms of how you're going to use their email and, and how often you're going to communicate and just set their expectations just, right there. Just proper expectations. Yes. This is the kind of relationship we're entering into together. Yes. Making sure you're okay yes. with that kind of so a thing. So when yeah. you sign up for my list, I say, I email uh, once a week and on this day, I talk about these and these different things. Yep. And if you're interested in that you're more than welcome to stay on and if you're not interested you're more welcome to just click the link and i actually yeah. have my unsubscribe link way up in the first email just to kind of make sure that they really understand it and that creates trust because because of of, of me being confident enough to say if you want to be here please if not you can just yep. get off the list so setting expectations i think is also really really important okay and then consistency Okay. Right. So, um, what kind of consistency? Define that. I, I would say at least once a week. Okay. Yep. Um, you should provide them with with some kind of what I call value content. Yeah. Right. So you should. It's like a light feather interaction. It's just a, a friendly reminder of 
who you are and and you bringing some kind of value to them yeah and and if you have that uh, over time that will just build and compound in, into something very very powerful um and uh, just um to cheat a little bit number four in my top three tips uh, would, <laughs> don't do it <laughs> <laughs> would be to to always encourage um starting conversations so okay. don't be afraid to talk to your audience and have mm. conversations with your audience don't have a no reply at your domain.com list but just, just be Feedback. open yeah talk to people yeah you know start that conversation yeah. with them get them engaging 100 percent. yeah so that's very interesting yeah i mean yeah. social media that they often talk about you know it's all about engagement and that kind of thing on yeah. social media but email is a tool for that as well absolutely yeah. and and even on social media and on email people try to automate too much yeah so the personal touch goes away yeah and when you kind of try to do the the unscalable thing of actually having conversations with people who wants to listen to you, um, magic happens. Yeah, it really is magic. And people will feel that. They'll feel that difference. What, to your memory, I'd love to hear, like, um, you describe one of the best emails you've ever sent. Do you have a memory of, like, a really great email you sent out that was just, like, awesome? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, and... I would measure it in, in two ways because okay. one is making sales or making money, yep. which mm -hmm. is yep. one thing. Another thing is more building more trust with my audience. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so one of the, the most uh, trustworthy and most kind of replied emails I ever got uh, was um, I wrote uh, or shared a story of me getting bullied when I was a kid. Oh, like super personal. Super personal. Um, because in Norway, in the news, there were a lot of, talking about bullying mm -hmm. and and um, i just wanted to share that even though you can get bullied when you're a kid yeah. you can still become what you want to be yeah you can overcome that yes mm -hmm. um so so that um you, that was um something that brought me really really close to my list yeah built a lot of of trust and a close relationship yeah uh, so, so kind of that that's 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 um, the engagement part and in terms of conversions of actually yeah. generating sales yep. um it, it actually was when i was going to discontinue one of my products that i sell an online course okay um i said um just as a courtesy i'm now shutting down my course uh, which was on blogging, which was a super popular a few years ago. Um, and so it was just a few sentences of me saying, I'm shutting it down. If you want it, it's just half 50% off and I'm going to shut it down on Sunday. And it just it, so exploded. For, for, okay, so for people that were... That, that had already paid for it. They still had access. But you're yeah. just saying, I'm not going to be selling this to anybody anymore. Right. So everyone who bought it will have access forever. This is the clearance sale. Yes. Basically <laughs> yeah. just, I'm letting you all, yeah. all know. Yeah. And, and I think it was just, and I didn't, I, I didn't expect a lot of sales out of it. I would just want to kind of just make a clean cut. And I was... Um, I was that product was was at the time attracting the wrong audience of who I wanted to serve. Yeah, um, and uh, it just exploded because I think because of of um, the scarcity. Yeah, the scarcity is a huge principle there. Yes, so so the scarcity part I think uh -huh. was really good. I also mentioned how many people who taught the, the course earlier or yep. took the course. So that's that's authority right yeah. there, right? Yeah. Um, and also likability, I, I included a lot of people loved it, all that kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, but just a few sentences, and and that was and a great of, offer. And a great offer. 
Yep. And I think with... that alone generated over, which in Norwegian scale is, is for me, is super huge, like almost uh, $35,000 oh, wow. in just yeah. a few days. Yeah, that's um, great. And that also made me reevaluate the product. So I actually <laughs> kind of reshot it and redid it mm-hmm. to fit more to the audience I want to the, serve. Yeah, the more more of the audience you had evolved into yes. the following. Okay. So that kind of gave me a wake-up call of... of my audience still wanted it, but I wanted to communicate it in a different way to help them in another way. Yeah. That's great. So let's, is there a time in your life, and there is in everybody's, when you had a really crappy situation that you were able to turn into a positive and how? Yeah. Um, yes. Um, one of my first companies, I had a partner. Okay. And um, I'm on, I was really young. I was 19, 20 years old. And he actually ended up um, taking all the money out of the company. And I was like uh, rock bottom. Like he robbed you? He basically robbed me, Oh, yes. my gosh. Um, and I was in great depth and, and you know, really felt the pressure. And that was the first time I realized that instead of just building up brands and companies i needed to build my own personal brand as well and mm. um, i had to sell my house my car um my fiance left me it was like totally rock bottom um but it made me reevaluate how I, I was communicating and i started building my brand around it so what i did was um i understood that i needed to have some kind of social proof that i knew was what i was talking about to more business and entrepreneur people, not just marketers. So I identified um, one of the, he's basically like uh, um, Richard Branson from, from Virgin in Norway. Okay. So he's called Petter Stordalen and okay. he runs a, a big uh, hotel chain. Okay. And he was just getting into social media. Okay. Uh, and I realized if I were able to get him to do, uh, I can video interview him and put it on YouTube that would give me the social proof and authority so I could start doing public speaking and more consulting-based things. Yeah. Uh, so I stalked him for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, although I was living in the other side of the country, but I stalked him online, found out who his secretary was. Okay. Uh, and uh, also, he's a man who has a big ego. So every okay, time yeah. somebody gives him something he can brag about for himself, yeah. um, he kind of, he, he, he loves to do that. So... Yeah. Um, I then created a a, a fake um, award show for business blogs, and I said he's he was the the best business blog in Norway. <laughs> and of course, he couldn't help himself, so uh, he reached out through his secretary and thanked me for you know not giving him the the top spot. Uh huh. And I had the email ready saying that's great. I want to interview you for the award show. Um and as fast as possible. Oh my gosh. Does this award show ex- still exist or it was a one-time thing? It was a one-time thing. <laughs> oh um, but, but again, um, uh, it actually evolved into something real that yeah. worked for a couple of years. Sure. But, but, and he said, sure, uh, just come over tomorrow morning and we'll do the interview. Well, any any award show starts out as a fake award show, right? They're I just think they're so. just creating them out of thin air. Probably. <laughs> but my, my problem was that um, I didn't have any money. Okay. Uh, I didn't have a camera. Uh, and I was a, a six-hour train ride from where he was. Yeah. So I actually borrowed some some 
like fifty dollars from my mom to just take the train to the capital of Norway. Wow! Uh, and I talked to the local uh, TV station and asked them if I could borrow a camera because I was interviewing this like celebrity business person, mm-hmm. and they said yes. Yeah. So I jumped on a night train. I had the interview. And the interview went super super well. Yeah. And um, a few weeks later, I had my first paid speaking gig. Yeah. And that because you were of, able to drop his name, yes, I was able to drop his name, and of course he couldn't help himself, so he shared the video interview yeah. with you gave everyone him value on social, yeah, yes, yeah. So that was kind of I think my my biggest turning point, both understanding influence and authority, and and also um, understanding how kind of the social part of business works, uh-huh. uh, that really turned things around. So, yeah. I mean, six months after that, I was just traveling around all over Europe doing presentations and being able to charge more and more and more. I got a book deal. Uh, that turned into me being a CEO of another company. So it, it was really a big turning point for me. Yeah, that is so great. And you... um I love how scrappy it was of just going and borrowing <laughs> the camera. It was super scrappy. Let's, let's create an award yes. that we're just going to give to him. And yep. That's so, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Um, so describe to me a little bit about your, how, how you approach networking, working with other people, finding um, connections that where you can add value and they can bring value to you. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you've obviously got that one story there where you, <laughs> you can create an award show. Yes. That, but <laughs> what, what, well, what else do you have? That also changed a lot over the years because when I was young, I was very hungry and very impatient. So again, faking, create, uh, creating a fake award show. I also, when I moved, finally moved to the capital, I actually started a conference just to make friends. So that attracted like almost 200 people that came to my conference. Uh, I invited some speakers that I wanted to be friends with and suddenly kind of had a a network, right? But but these days, it's much more of of finding people that you can provide some kind of value to. Okay. So so for me, networking-wise and you know, generating uh, potential customers or, or friends or, or peers in, in any way. It's it's finding ways to provide value and not expecting a lot of things back. Um, you know, it's been very, very a, a slow transition into that. But mm-hmm. now I, I truly, truly just uh, feel that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's easy for me to say that now because... I reached the, what I call the enough state in, mm-hmm. in my business and in my, my relationships and everything. So I'm, I'm very happy where I am. So it's easier for me to spend a lot of time on things you can't measure as, uh, as something that generates some kind of result, right? Yeah. So it's more me being an open, friendly guy that just replies and gets back to people. Yeah. Right? Just being a genuine person, treating yes. people's people. Yes. Uh, so for me, networking-wise, I think that's one of the, the biggest things for me. But it's also, again, about creating boundaries around that and also saying no to things. Yep. So so for me, for example, email is something I always reply back to. Okay. Right? Because my list is my main thing and it, it's something I control and uh, I don't feel like I have to get back to people right away. Yeah. Um, but um, in terms of meetings, for example, I always say no to meetings or coffee meetings mm-hmm. or quick calls. Yeah. Um, because that would steal too much of my time. Yep. 
right? But but I still have the the mindset of if people reach me, I want to kind of help them in some way, but yeah. I, I control it in a much more deliberate way now than I used to. So yep. Facebook Messenger and email, I always get back to people. Um, and um, because I always help people that ask me to do things, they're more than happy to introduce me to other people. That's right. And they're more than happy to refer me to other people. Yeah. And a thing I started almost 10 years ago is that I always said yes to everyone who's a student who goes to school to study business or marketing. I always said yes to do an interview and help them with their master degrees. Oh, or, good. You know, That's assignments great. and stuff. And um, for me, I learned a lot from it. But now... 10 years later, a lot of those people are CEOs yeah, right, or, or marketing directors or anything yep. like that. And they remember that I helped them out 10 years ago. Yeah. So that's also something that um, I keep on doing and I keep on getting a lot of value out of. Yeah. But I think the more kind of chilled and laid back you are around it and the, and the, and the less you think of it as a tactic, the better it will work. Absolutely. The more it comes actually from your heart. 100%. The, the the people are going to receive it into their hearts, right? Yes. Um, so where should where should our audience go to find you if they want to find out more about Thomas? Where should they go? Uh, I would actually because um, I, I talk uh, I have a lot of content that's Norwegian, so the best okay. way to reach me uh, if you're not from Norway is mm-hmm. Twitter. So okay. Thomas Mowen on Twitter is okay. probably the best way to do it. Okay, great. Um, and yeah, um, we have a we have a little gift for you. Oh. Thank you for thank you for coming on our podcast. So this, thank you. This is our book from poop to gold, and the author followed us around for three years and identified three principles that are kind of the foundation mm-hmm. of what we do, where it's um, creative culture, creative processes, and um, creative partnerships. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. And thank you guys for listening. And remember to subscribe, like, share, comment, all that good stuff. And we'll see you on the next one.